FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. You are listening to the Breakfast Show on Faith FM, and you are joined by Lawson and it's Mun for the last time this week. So we're, we're switching it up. No more Lyle. Sorry, yeah. Lyle, but he's going to be back tomorrow. Tomorrow. So get your Mun while you can. Now. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm in short supply. I'll be Cor- running out. <laughs> correct, Monica. What are you grateful for this morning? Oh, Lawson, I'm grateful that I'm here because last night I forgot to do. Switch my alarm on for a radio morning. Uh-huh. The fact that I'm even here is a miracle because uh, I woke up when I was supposed to be leaving for the studio. And yet, Lawson, somehow I still managed to beat you here. And that's because <laughs> I had the exact same. Oh, did you really? Exact same experience. But you should have your alarm on every like Monday or Friday because you do this all the time. I know. But so my I'll... phone was dead. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I feel like that's a typical bachelor thing. Yeah. That just... <laughs> just charge your phone, dude. No, I know. I know. But, <laughs> like, it was late. I fell asleep. I hadn't plugged it in. Yeah. It's yeah. a miracle I woke up because usually I'd be waking up about now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, the fact that I naturally came to uh, with about, about two minutes to spare was uh, pretty... Well, I'm in a pretty good position, like, where I'm so used to doing this that mm-hmm. even when my alarm isn't on, I need my alarm, comes. but even when it isn't, yeah. I wake up. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. before I woke up, I had a dream about being late. <laughs> and and like waking up at like 6:55 and being like 30 minutes away and looking at my phone and like freaking out and like running to the car. So the dream came true. The dream came true. <laughs> but no, I got here like beforehand. That was waking up at 6:55. I woke up this morning at 6. Well, we're both grateful that we're here relatively on time. That's right. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Coming up in today's show, we're going to be talking about the environment of Australia and how, from every single metric that we have, it is falling apart. We're also going to be talking about a lady who was fined for silently praying. <gasps> what? On the street. How do they even catch that? Well, we're going to learn all you about it. Police thought. First question for the quiz. <laughs> yeah, okay. How did Jesus identify Jesus as the one who to be arrested? So how did Jesus... Just so Jesus, <laughs> I'm muddling up my names. Yeah, how did Judas identify Jesus as the one to be arrested? Mm. Yes, yeah, so if you remember in the New Testament, Judas betrayed Jesus by giving up his identity mm-hmm. to the Romans so he could get arrested. Uh-huh. Um, but how how did he do? How the did he betrayal? do that? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. And if you know the answer to that one, what will they? What, what are we? What are we in the draw for? Oh, so it is a double prize. Price. So mm-hmm. it's two items, and they get to pick whichever one they want from both. So we have one jigsaw puzzle. You can pick whichever picture you like off the front. And the second one is the uh, CD, music CD, and you can pick whichever CD you like from our catalogue mm. of, of CDs. So, yeah, pretty awesome prize, actually. Mm. I love a little bit of choice, a uh-huh. little bit of selection. So, yeah, go nuts. Um, just get your at least one answer correct um, from any of the four, five quizzes we have every single day. And uh, you're going to the draw on Friday for the big draw. Of course, if you get more than one right, you get more than one chances. So Yeah, yeah keep but last them up. Friday, the person who won had one entry. Oh, wow. So yeah. they were well and truly like, you know, you know, running, running, like they were, they were not in the contention to win. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They, they were a backmarker, mm-hmm. but they came through to get it done. Hey, let's have a look at some positively different news. Oh, I have the cutest news, dude. This is giving me the giggles so much this morning. Hey, we can't talk about me too much. 
Lawson. <laughs> it's kind of fitting though. You are cute and you do give me the giggles. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Now I'm embarrassed. I'm about to talk what? about a dog, so if you want to oh, liken oh, yourself oh. to a dog, okay. sure. <laughs> um, so a family was left stunned when their dog escaped and ran away, only to return later that day with a ribbon from a dog show. <laughs> All the ways to get your dog back. Yeah, so their dog ran away and he came back with a ribbon from a dog show. So it it placed? (laughs) Yeah, he did. Oh, so funny. So this is an English family. Um, Peter and Paula Closier in uh, in England, they were really stressed when they discovered that their five-year-old Beagle Mix Bonnie vanished on Sunday morning. They called the police. They called the dog warden. Uh, they got their neighbours involved looking all over the um, all over the suburb of West Sussex in England. Uh, the alarm was raised when Peter saw that the gate had swung open. He thought, oh, no, Bonnie's a little bit of a escapee. And, uh, and so she's done a runner. Little did they know that a Mr. John Wilmer had spotted Bonnie on the side of the road while on his way to a dog show in Surrey where he was entering his own two dogs. Mm. And um, <laughs> and uh, he had posted on Facebook, you know, does anyone know this dog? You know, come get your dog, which is, in my opinion, probably the only good thing Facebook's for. Um, and <laughs> he decided, seeing as no one responded straight away, that he might as well end, enter Bonnie into the dog show competition. He thought, oh, I'll just stick her in the best rescue dog category. And she came third. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this person finds yes, this dog. dog and immediately... <laughs> yeah. it, just that is that exploitative? Like, no, he, did, he, did he win money from? But this? he was on his way to a dog show to enter his own dog, so he can't like he can't like you know what's he going to do like forfeit the show because he's running around trying to find the owner? No, no. he could pick up the dog and keep it. You he, know, he, he, like, he immediately put a message on Facebook being like, anyone got this dog? And then in the meantime, he's like, I might as well take her along with me for the day. And then he was like, well, I might as well stick her in the best rescue but that, category. But that's like saying like, yo, I just found this like phone on the ground <laughs> and it's unlocked. Oh, I'm really going to find the owner. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to conduct a bunch of business calls with this phone. I'm going to, you no. know, set up a PayPal account. I'm going to. There's nothing like that. The dog would have loved it. You know, dogs are down for anything. Like you suggest anything to a dog, they're like, yeah, sounds great, best thing ever. Let's do it. Yeah, um, yeah. So Bonnie is a is a, a rescue. Uh, she's actually from the um, streets of Crete in Greece. Um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And her family rescued her from there. And uh, wait, where does she live now? In Sus- West Sussex. Oh, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. In- And um, and the owners have said they never thought about entering Bonnie into dog shows, but they're going to do it now. So oh, okay. she's clearly a winner. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cute. And if you jump online and um, just Google Bonnie. Uh, lost dog dog show. You'll see some really cute pics. She is a look at her. She's a little sweetie. Uh, she's uh, always, she, she okay. looks like she's, she's wearing eyeshadow with like she's long a beautiful jo- dog. Yeah, little cutie. Yeah. Some really sweet news coming out of America just with the um the petrol prices. Uh, and I really really hope some Australian does this as well. Um, yesterday I mentioned about the the guy who continued to pay his McDonald's employees even though he was renovating and shut down for three months. And now mm. we have some more kindness coming out of the. These difficult times, like we know right now, prices across the board are just soaring for pretty much everything. Mm. Yesterday, I went to the supermarket and I bought one single apple because I just wanted a snack, and the apple was a dollar twenty for one Yikes. apple. Yikes! Anyway, um, so last weekend, an Albuquerque gas station petrol station um, owner treated the city to a customer appreciation day by cutting the prices in half for all their fuel. 
So, um, yeah, from 10 a.m. till noon, they just said, you know what, let's just do all, all fuel half price. Uh, so wow. the, the staff at the Chronic Kings Dispensary and gas station on Lomas and Arnold Street were tired of seeing uh, neighbours struggle with record high gas prices. So with 5,000 gallons waiting in the tanks, they decided to help out. Um, the CEO said they just mainly wanted to give back to the people and try them help for just a few hours, and he, he was expecting the whole city to show up for this. Um, he said, they're upset about it, we're upset about it, this is the kind of um, this is the reason why we're doing this event. And it turns out he is not alone. This is this is a kind of story that I love because it really just shows that there are still people out there who mm. are more focused on the happiness of their fellow man than they are like lining their pockets with money and taking advantage of a situation. Uh, so in June there was a sick man in um, Phoenix uh, who was losing hundreds of dollars of da- a day by selling gasoline at 50 cents cheaper than what he buys it for. Mm. He said um, if you have something, you have to share it with other people. That was uh, Jazz Widre Singh, that was his name. Mm-hmm. And another guy in at a Georgia Chevron gas station, uh, Ravi Patel, he was offering uh, 50% off over the July 4th uh, weekend. And, and don't think for a second that he's like making a quick sale there by offering a 50% off sale. It's, it's mm. not like a sale like a department store. He literally took a $12,000 hit wow. in the process of helping out his community. So we're, we're not talking like people who are like discounting to get more sales. We're talking, talking yeah, about yeah. people who are literally losing money. This to isn't help undercutting the market. This is undercutting themselves. Basically, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is so interesting. I'm so glad that all of these stories are happenly, happening intentionally. Yeah, because there was that story. I think it was here in Australia where because uh, the law in Australia, if you advertise fuel for a certain price, you have to sell it for that's that price. That's all items. So, so well, yeah, I know that's all items, but you know that big board yeah, at yeah, the front? Yeah. So sometimes it can be different to, you'll get messages. I know this because I worked at a petrol station. You get messages through on like the computer that say you have to change the price. Mm-hmm. And then so, but the prices on the Bowser's update automatically, you have to change the board. And oh. this person changed the board. This is a story in Australia. They changed the board to like it was supposed to be a dollar ninety, and they made it like ninety six cents. Oh, bless! And then had a line like around the block, as you will. And then people filling up, bringing it in, saying, "Hey, you advertised for ninety six cents, yep. but now like you have to honor it. You have to honor yeah. it." And this like. I think it was a BP in Australia lost like thousands and thousands of dollars and that person who did that got fired. Uh, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's just like a mistake. A, yeah, it's a really terrible situation. So I'm really glad. Like BP's broke. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I'm really glad that this situation It's happening on purpose. That's and, right. And happening not just like in one time, but multiple times. Just a hot tip, by the way, what you just mentioned there about, um, you know, in Australia with the Australian consumer laws, you have to honour the price that's advertised. Do you know at, at Woolies and at Coles, if there's a price discrepancy and see you don't just get like the cheaper price you actually get the item for free what that's their policy it's a little known policy that i personally have cashed in on multiple times but like if you buy a bag of lettuce and it says five bucks and you get to the counter and you scan it and it's six bucks you just call over the attendant and you say this is the wrong price and they have to give it to are you, you like out there with free. like your notes and like putting the price in of no i just take a mental week. note when i when i'm buying something i look at the price tag uh-huh. and then when i scan it through uh-huh. i just make sure that the price matched up in my what it was in my memory this happened like just a couple of months ago i literally got all my shopping for free because three items were mispriced. Whoever was doing the price that morning must have been like half asleep. But yeah, it was great. That is incredible. Yeah, hot tip, guys. That if is amazing. If it's the wrong price at Woolies or Coles, you get it for free. Not everywhere does that. They do have to honour the cheapest advertised price, but Woolies and Coles will do it for free. That's good news, mate. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's get I'm back into the show. We're going to have another question for the quiz. Yes, indeed. Second quiz this morning. Oh, just just quickly, we had some text come in that was like, "Hey, isn't this the first question as yesterday?" But no, yesterday not, yesterday's different. question was about um. Uh, how Jesus revealed Judas, but this one was about how Judas revealed Jesus. Oh, mm. switch up. Flipped it on its head. That's right. Well, like, hey, let's have our next question. In which of the four Gospels does Jesus get quoted saying, all things are possible to him that believeth? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the answer is 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And if you call or text that number, you'll go into the draw. Yeah, to win. Draw. Days are quickly running out. In which of the four Gospels does Jesus get quoted saying, all things are possible to him that believeth? Okay, I said I was going to talk about a lady who was fined Ooh, yeah. for silently praying. So this story comes to us from the UK and has been a actually like a battle in the courts for about a year now. Basically what took place, there was a, there was a lady. Her name was Rosa Layla. She was walking down the street. Uh, during COVID restrictions, but she was, you know, allowed to walk down that street because she was wearing a mask, she's wearing headphones, she lives in that part of the city, mm-hmm. like she is in no way breaching any COVID restrictions, yep. even though COVID restrictions were in place. Yep. She is a Christian lady. Mm-hmm. She was listening to a prayer CD, like a, I don't know, it's not CD, but like a prayer thingy on her phone. You know, mm-hmm. she had a, her uh, Bluetooth headphones in. She is a six, 76-year-old grandmother Aww. walking down the street, you know, getting her exercise in. And um, she walks uh, past her local abortion clinic mm-hmm. and sees this abortion clinic and sees that it's open and that it's opera- operating. And, you know, she has a particular stance on abortion that is informed by her understanding of God and the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, And she sees that situation and she's moved and she decides to stop at the front of the abortion clinic, you know, standing, you know, maybe 20 meters away, stop, close her eyes and pray. Mm -hmm. She then does, you know, the the cross symbol, you know, like, you know, top, bottom, left, right, that kind of thing and continues walking. As she goes to walk off, She's stopped by policemen who accuse her of breaking COVID lockdown restrictions by protesting at the front of the abortion clinic. What? And what evidence her protest? Well, because she was praying and she did a religious symbol. They are just scraping the barrel. And so ultimately, as a result, she was issued a a fine and she was, yeah, like for for protesting breaking covid lockdown um and also at the same time she was also fined for these things that they have in the UK called buffer laws now this is uh basically in regards to abortion clinics in the UK there is a law that says that within 100 meters of an abortion clinic if you approach a person who is aiming to go into the abortion clinic and give them advice not to go in you will be prosecuted for doing so so it's ultimately to deter, um, it's ultimately to deter like protesters and whatnot. But this law itself is actually going under the hammer because people are seeing like, oh, is this in the spirit of, you know, free, free speech? Like to, to make, to essentially make it where 
a lot of people who have a very strong opinion on this topic, okay, like pro-life people can have no such activities related to the issue that they're mm-hmm. they're standing for. So this law itself is already seen by like, you know, legislators as potentially a misstep because yeah. of, because of how restrictive it is and it's going under a scrutiny but because of these two laws like breaking covid restrictions by protesting and uh, also yeah breaking the buffer laws uh this lady rosa layla is yeah being being fined now after a one year court battle uh with adf which is a, a human rights group in the uk at her defense she has finally like overcome like through the appeal process and whatnot she has finally not going to you know she's finally yeah, wow. not going to be fined and whatnot uh, yeah interestingly it's like this woman is a grandmother mm-hmm. she is 76 years old she is like the stereotypical like the least violent person that you could imagine both both in action and in word like mm-hmm. it's not like she's hanging out at the front like verbally like yelling at people who are walking in. She's not praying over people who are walking in. She's not stopping people who are walking in. Mm-hmm. She stood out the front and prayed and then was accused of protesting That's as, ridiculous. as a result. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, this is such a, such an interesting story because it shows, uh, we know this about the UK. Uh, the UK has become an incredibly secular place, particularly in regards to its legislation mm-hmm. and, in, in its legislation, its culture, everything. We talked about a story yesterday from the UK where 150 churches have been burned down in the last five years. Just because, like, they don't even really have a reason. It's just churches burning down. It's just, it's just become a thing. The UK as yeah, a increasingly secular place where, yeah, Christian ideology and viewpoints, though once very heavily, you know, uh, propagated and also protected in law and legislation uh, is now kind of flipping on its head. You know, in UK, they've got laws that allow you to do street preaching and all kinds of things. But we're seeing more and more this the tide shift against uh, Christianity there to the point where, yeah, you'll be uh, prosecuted for praying, for praying silently. She could have been like taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> and and praise God that when someone asked her what she was doing, she was like, yeah, I was praying. Mm. Like she wasn't she wasn't saying like, oh, no, I wasn't doing anything like, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't trying to hide it. She's like, no, I was like praying. I was praying for these people. I was praying for this clinic. You know, I, I want these people to find the Lord. And yeah, praise God. Like that is a, a testimony and a witness of of her faithfulness. And I just love that scene anyway. She's just walking down the street listening to prayers. You know, just she's on God's side trying to do God's work in the limited way a 76-year-old woman can. And yeah. she was doing it. And unfortunately she was fine for it. But, you know. Because to be honest, people who um, – people women who have had abortions are in desperate need of prayer because they're um, statistically they're about to go through a really rough time with uh, mental health issues. Um, it's been shown that, you know, people who have abortions really struggle afterwards. Yeah. And they're in desperate need of prayer. That's right. And so her praying for them is really an act of kindness. Yeah. We are incredibly sympathetic mm. to, you know, people who have been through that uh, and the in the abortion issue and, and whatnot. Obviously, we have an opinion and a stance on abortion uh, informed by our faith. Um, but again, we want to remind you guys, if you are someone who has been through this and are, and are struggling 
131114 is the lifeline number. We would advise you to to talk to them because this is an incredibly heavy topic. But um, yeah, I I I, I just love to see that in the end justice was served. It's like yeah, like I tend to. I, I think one of the most horrific things about COVID is just how much everyone lost their minds and yeah. things got really extreme. Yeah. That, and that's the thing I see here is like legislators woke up to themselves, like yeah. the courts woke up to themselves and yep. were like, wait, this is a 76 year old woman yeah. going for a walk down the street. Like how is she deserving of like monetary penalty for doing Isn't so? Isn't that happening right now in Australia with the teachers? I, I, th- I thought I heard yesterday that the teachers are like p- people who got fired for not teachers who got fired for not getting the vaccine and now being reinstated to be continued to be teachers. Yeah, uh, de- depending on depending on where they are. So, like, there's different laws and restrictions. I know in New South Wales, if you get COVID, you get a, I believe it's a six month exemption to be able yeah. to teach. But a lot of the m- vaccine mandates are still in place around Australia. So we'll see where that goes mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, but definitely, like, it, it is, I, like, very much illogical decisions have been made. Yeah. And, like, we this need is, a season of waking up to ourselves. That's right. This is yeah. a quintessential example of, like, mm-hmm. the like the biggest, like, yeah, just idiocy that, that came from just wielding the power of, like, COVID lockdowns and restrictions. Like, things that, that just, like, this action by this woman having absolutely no bearing on, firstly, anyone getting COVID. Secondly, anyone being harassed or protested against. Thirdly, like, she was doing the right thing. Mm. Uh, and people are going, like, oh, wait, so she might... Well, she didn't, but she could have potentially broken the letter of the law. But actually, considering the situation... There's no way that she did. Yeah. And so, yeah, people are really waking up to themselves and, that, and that's good. And I think Amen. we should, can, we should pray and, that, and hope that we continue to see that. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Monica is walking into the studio with a couple of pieces of toast, some yogurt, you know, some some very. Don't have to tell them I'm late back to the studio. Well, I I, I felt like I wanted to just so they could know why their quiz question was being delayed. So so fine. <laughs> okay, here's our next quiz. Don't mind me with my breakfast here. How old was Jesus when he observed Passover in Jerusalem? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Number to text or call if you know the answer. <clears throat> Excuse me. How old was Jesus when he observed Passover in Jerusalem? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Guys, get your answers in. If you do so, then you will be able to win win prizes. Like, don't yeah. don't you want to do that? Big time prizes. Yeah. Well, hey, right now it is Wednesday. On Wednesday, like Wednesday is like. Mental Health Wednesday, basically. Do we wear pink? No. Well, no. But we talked to <laughs> Jennifer Skews about all things mental health. So, Jennifer, are you there with us now? I certainly am. I'm oh. here, ready to go. Amazing. Now, Jennifer, we today are going to be talking about and getting into emotional health. Now, we've been talking about a bunch of different topics on mental health, but today we're going to be talking about emotional health and, you know, the terms related to that, EQ and how we can improve emotional health, all those different things. Um, but yeah, like, you know, wh- where, do, where do we start when we're looking at emotional health? Like, how do we, how do we understand it? Like, what are, what are we trying to achieve and what are we doing? Well, I think understanding how emotional health develops Mm. because when, um, as the baby's developing and the brain is developing in Mm. the womb, um, we've talked about the three-part brain is developing and Mm. the emotional brain and when the baby's born, the emotional brain and survival brain are 
actually uh, functioning. Mm. But when it comes mm. to the emotional brain, uh, the sorry, the thinking brain, that doesn't develop until about two years of age. So yeah. we start life being emotionally aware and like an emotional sponge and everything mm. that happens we absorb into the mind in our memory bank in the emotions in the five senses. Mm -hmm. Now, the mother is a key factor in this because the bonding with the mother is crucial in the yes. child's development, um, not just emotionally but also as far as personality and character goes and mm -hmm. how we develop through our life. So if there's a healthy attachment, that means that child is learning to balance emotions because the mum reads the child and helps them to calm down or to work with, with the way that baby is reacting. If the mum can't do that for some reason, then the child becomes very insecure and mm. there's a lack of attachment. There isn't the bonding. And by the age of two, they start to um, control or suppress emotions and don't have that emotional well-being. Mm. It's interesting that, like, at, at, at that young of an age, yes, like, we can become emotionally stunted, but it makes so much sense because, as you said, those to you know the survival and your emotional brain have definitely already kicked in you know you're not necessarily sentient and have that that thinking brain but we can see clearly like a baby will cry be happy be upset um for, for all kinds of random reasons but then simultaneously you know it'll be hurt and it will respond so it's it's responding to those two stimuli like from a very young age which would mean if it's developing all the way from birth in its emotional health, and there is such a such a need to be able to, you know, be there for your child and, and help it develop. Oh, it certainly does. And they found in research that about a month before the baby is born, it starts to take on its or program the mother's emotions. Mm. So if the mother's anxious, depressed, fearful, happy, sad, whatever, the baby will um, absorb that in the brain and start to program it. Mm. So they're already born with, some input emotionally as to that range of emotions. Um, mm. I guess the good news is if we aren't, well, if, if we're not functioning well emotionally and we don't have good emotional health, through our life when we bond with other people in a healthy way, it helps to correct that balance. Mm -hmm. So it's a developmental process. Um, mm. Now, when you look at the brain development, we have a genetic pull from IQ. So that means we've got a set IQ. We can damage the IQ. I believe we can enhance it from what I sure. understand with nutrition and trauma and things like that But um, or health. But uh -huh. um, that doesn't change greatly but your EQ is not inherent. It's learned. Uh -huh. We have to learn emotional, what we call EQ, emotional quotient versus intelligent quotient. Your emotional quotient um, is your emotional maturity, how we mm. grow and develop emotionally. So, of course, what we program prior to birth and then the models we have, the environment, the social cues, the when you look at what makes up our emotional content and if the baby is traumatised in any way and that isn't corrected at that time, then we grow up what I call emotionally dysfunctional. Mm. We're yeah, where we don't know how to deal with our emotions, we suppress them, we shut them down, or we overreact to things, like we, we build up this reaction to things. Mm. Um, but you can deal with it and change it at any time, which is why this is important to understand, well, how do I do that? If I'm mm. having emotions I don't like, like if I'm really depressed or anxious or 
sad or just not coping and angry, how do I deal with that? Because, you know, yeah, it's not permanent. We can change. Can I ask a question? I, I, um, when it comes to EQ and, you know, emotional intelligence, what does it actually look like to be emotionally intelligent? Because I'm thinking like, okay, to be very emotionally intelligent, does that mean that you become like a manipulative person because you understand emotions so well (laughs) that you can manipulate people and then manipulate yourself? Like, like what does it look like to be emotionally healthy? Well, manipulation is emotionally unhealthy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But what happens when we're healthy emotionally, we're more open with people. Mm. We have the capacity to what we call protect ourselves if, um, you know, emotionally, we read people's emotions. We can connect with people. Um, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Doesn't mean we don't have emotional sadness or we can be depressed in an event. Like there are normal emotional reactions that we often see as negative. Um, and they're not. It's a normal reaction to feel grief if we lose someone we love or something changes. It can useful but someone who's healthy will recognize it and do something about it and if they can't they'll get help to do it or they'll find out how to do it Mm. ah amazing so it's it's not necessarily the the lack of manipulation of emotions but it's it's being able to yeah healthily use the emotions that you experience to to push on and continue and to grow as a person and we live much more in the present moment when we're emotionally healthy. We don't project ahead all the time. If we're feeling anxious about something, we recognise it and deal with it or work it out. Um, so there's things that happen that we can deal with. Um, and I do think, cause, because I thought, well, I'll talk about this, I was thinking about it a bit more before we started. And people who function well in life, make good decisions, and particularly in time of trouble, you find we call them the heroes. They actually have that emotional IQ EQ balance where in times of adversity they can think on their feet, mm. they can help other people. They're not so self focused, they're more outward focused mm. and they read so there's a lot of positives in being emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's something I believe we need to work on, particularly in this climate where we've got so much stress and trauma. Mm. It's um, yeah, so it, this is where we can work on this, um, certainly today, but we can keep working on this because I believe it's a key factor in us getting through what's happening to us today. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think as well, like if I can reflect from a ministry perspective, being emotionally healthy as someone who's trying to minister to other people enables you to be able to meet their needs and to, to actually extend a helping hand so i think it's incredibly important from that perspective if we if we have the ideals of like oh man i want to share jesus with people and meet their needs and and be a blessing to them like i think emotional health and well not you know being perfect but understanding like what you're going through and how you can overcome you know your different struggles Mm -hmm. is definitely like a huge benefit and a positive yeah absolutely it certainly is because when you're emotionally healthy you're more other centered Mm. versus self-centered uh, because when you're focusing on yourself, you don't read people well, you react to people, um, you get caught up in your emotions, we internalise. Whereas when you, you're, and this is where doing things like people who come to me are depressed, 
often I, if they haven't, I ask them if they would be willing to do some volunteer work and they feel much better because they're focusing mm. outward and helping others versus feeling sorry for themselves or sitting with their depression. Whatever. I, mm. That's my next question. That's my next question. Cause that's, that's fantastic. And my thought is like, as you've said, IQ is something that is a little bit more static and doesn't develop that much. Uh, whereas EQ is something that is learned. Now, the question that I have is, you know, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to improve their EQ or their emotional intelligence? Okay. Um, I think one of the things um, they can do is start to become aware of the emotions they're feeling in the present moment. Mm-hmm. For someone who's caught up emotionally often isn't in the present moment. We've talked a bit about that where you've got past, present and future. So if you're focused in the present, your emotions become your barometer. Mm. A, a good, often 90% even more of our emotional reaction in the present is from the past. It's the stuff we've never resolved. Mm. Um, it's the emotional memories, and we have good and bad memories, I think a good example would be like we go on a holiday and we have a great time, take photos, and that's a sure. really healthy emotional thing, uh, particularly if we're out in nature and the environment. Then maybe a year or two later we find the photo and we take them out and we look at them, we get those same feelings again. We're mm. bringing up the emotional memory. But if it's a bad memory like we've done with the floods or the fires that we've been having. Or you, you went on that vacation with your ex and, yeah. you know. <laughs> And you see them in the photos and you're like, oh, yikes. (laughs) Then it can be more, yeah, okay, so it depends on who you go with and where you're at at the moment, (laughs) whether it's good or bad memories. Oh, dear, that's funny. But, um, yeah, it's true. But certainly um, with with what people are going through at the moment, there's a lot of trauma memories. So uh, they feel a lot of fear, Mm. anxiety, Sadness, loss. If they, you know, I still know people who can't get into their homes here because they were mm. so bad. They're having to be rebuilt basically because of the floods we had a while back. Mm-hmm. So all of that um, to get beyond that, often people need help. It's it's so overwhelming emotionally that they often need help, which is why I do the work I do. Yes. Um, but um, but we can we can work with our emotions. So one is recognizing emotions. Women are more emotionally wired and have busier brains emotionally, which um, can drive men nuts, of course. Man, but, um, that yeah. that is that is kind of a shock to me because I'm like, man, if if women are more emotional than me, then that's <laughs> tough. I feel, I feel like I'm my brain is busy, but man, women must have it hard. Well, interestingly, the brain is wired for um, the types of emotions we have mm. and it's registered with testosterone when we're developing about six to eight weeks into development. The brain registers um, more, if it's more testosterone, whether it's male or female, it's more masculine, whether there's more of the other two mm. hormones, then it's more feminine. Mm. So brain, a male brain can be, more sensitive and feminine. The female brain can be more masculine and, uh, you know, um, think more concretely. Mm-hmm. So we're also individual. This is wonder sure. of God. He's made us so individual. We, so you would have a more sensitive feminine side to the brain. <laughs> but 
masculine. You know, don't don't think, oh no, um, and I've got a more masculine side to my brain, which is great for problem solving and that. But mm. um, I can also have that feminine side. So, mm. how our brain develops and then how we program it when we're born can determine the mm. masculine feminine side, what we believe, our attitudes and beliefs. Mm. And that will determine how we work with emotions in the present. Mm. Um, and some people, extrovert, in, introvert, you sound like you're a more outgoing extrovert person, uh-huh. so you'll experience emotions more. Uh-huh. Um, so you can see there's a lot to that emotional matrix that we talk about, but it's what you do with it in the present. Mm. So if your emotions overwhelm you and you're not coping, and this is where we're seeing all these depression and anxiety disorders, then um, you need to work on that because you're actually dragging up the past and don't realise it. People mm. don't know. The people say to me, I don't know why I'm so depressed. And we go, oh, let's have a little look. When did it first start? And they go back, oh, when I was at primary school, we go back and then they start to register. Oh, okay. So mm. then we talk about emotional memory and how we drag up the past. So then we look at the present and go, well, what are the cues? What triggers you? Because mm. they can be fine and something will trigger them and suddenly they feel really sad again. So we start to work with what's happening in the present and what emotions are being brought up in the present moment. Um, Amazing. Jennifer, that's all the time that we have, and that is incredible advice. But thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.